It's like it was yesterday I was praying for a miracle Scared of a little hope And now looking back today Seeing all the things you've done I can't even add them up One, two, three Up to infinity I'd run out of numbers Before I could thank you for it God, I'm still counting my blessings All that you've done in my life The more that I look in the details The more of your goodness I find Father, on this side of heaven I know that I'm running out of time But I will keep counting my blessings forever so god i will remember all of the reasons my heart has to be grateful all the times you've been faithful to me god i'm still counting my blessings
Church and friends, thank you guys for coming tonight. Uh, we have a special presentation for you guys, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it and like it. Uh, before we start, just got a quick announcement just to remind you guys about our Sunday potluck, and then our Sunday service starts at 10 o'clock potluck right after for our Pastor Rick's birthday. So just give you guys a reminder on that. But other than that, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Nancy, and she's going to give you guys the rundown. We'll talk about food later. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Tonight is the final night of the Feast of Tabernacles. And if you were here Sunday, I gave you a little bit of information about the Roll Call of the Nations and the International Christian Embassy of Jerusalem. Uh, they're celebrating in Jerusalem this week, and they had 20,000 believers come to Israel this week to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. So I got to see, yeah, 20,000 people. And when we did the Roll Call of Nation, I did it for the people in our congregation. But I saw, I watched like a couple minutes of their Roll Call of the Nation, and they had flags from every nation and people walking across the stage in costumes and their native flags. And it was just so absolutely beautiful. So God asked me to 
bring a little taste of Israel to Ambridge. And so tonight is the final night of the feast. We have a special presentation about the return of Israel to uh, God. And the music tonight that we're using is uh, sung by Jonathan Sattel. He is one of the, he was one of the premier Messianic artists and he went to be with the Lord on April 18th of this year. So I had the privilege of knowing him and dancing uh, while he sang live at one point in my life. So what I did, because God wanted me to bring a taste of Israel here, I have a little display. It's for the Western Wall, which is probably the biggest focal point when you go to Israel. Everybody wants to go to the wall, and they pray. And people pray there all day long, and they take little slips of paper, and they stick them in the, between the, the bricks. So I have a little bin over here with papers. If you want to write your prayer requests and stick them in our little, my little bricks over there. And uh, the second thing in Israel that uh, people want to go to is the Holocaust Museum, which is Yad Vashem. And it's a memorial to the six million Jews that were killed during World War II. And um, I have a list of just a few names of some of the uh, men, women, and children that were killed during uh, World War II. And also at Yad Vashem is another memorial called Righteous Among the Nations. And that is to honor all of the non-Jews the Gentiles, the Christians, Muslims, uh, the people that helped save the Jewish people and got them out of the country or hid them during the war. And uh, probably one of the most famous people that you know would be Oscar Schindler because they made a movie called Schindler's List and he saved the people that worked for him. And then Corey Ten Boom was a watchmaker in Harlem, Harlan, and she was the head of the resistance in Holland, in Holland and she helped uh, save children and men and women, and she wrote a book called The Hiding Place, and at one point I was honored, I, was a, I had the privilege of going to her house and standing in her bedroom where they built a fake wall where the Jewish people would go if the Gestapo came to their doors, they would run up the spiral staircase. They had 60 seconds, and they had to get in behind this closed area and hide and stand. And when she was arrested, the Jewish people that, that had to go to the hiding place, they stood there for days until they were rescued. So I have some information about all the people that are uh, considered righteous among the nations. And tonight which is the final feast, I want to read a scripture from John 7:37. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And Jesus did this on the last and final day of the feast, which is today. And if you read in Zechariah 14:16, after the nations uh, go to war, eventually all nations will go to Jerusalem and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And if they don't, they will not have any rain. 
So that is in the scriptures. You can read it in Zechariah 14, 16. And tonight, uh, uh, let's pray, and then we can start our presentation. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this night uh, that you've given me this privilege to speak to everybody about the Feast of Tabernacles. I ask that you pour out a special anointing over these dancers and presenters and processionals, and that you will bless everyone who's come here tonight and pour out a special anointing of the Holy Spirit over all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Estranged, stumbling in the darkness, you're afraid and unsure. Like a little lamb, you have gone astray. You have wandered far from your father. Now you're all alone, so far from your home. We from your running away
Amen, amen, amen. That was amazing. That was great. Can we all please stand and get ready to give presents and give praise to our Father again tonight? Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think God is going to do big things in here tonight. And it starts with uh, now, you know. This group of guys here and this group of girls and stepping into the presence of God is what we love to do. And we just thank our Father that he gave us these talents so that we can pour out to you guys and that we can give our all to our Father and not just be up here for ourselves, but be up here for Him. And hopefully you guys can be changed and transformed. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you're going to do in this uh, building tonight, Lord. And I ask you to just clear our minds and clear our hearts right now, Father, so that we can gain what you have for us today. Lord, change us. Change us in your ways. Father, it doesn't matter what we did yesterday or the day before, Lord. What matters is that we're here now giving it a chance. Giving you a chance, Lord. So, Father, change us in this place tonight. In Jesus' name we pray.
Isn't he so great? I don't even think great is the word to describe it, but he is so great. I feel the spirit. I feel it. I feel it. I'm shaking. I feel it so thick in this room. The Lord's going to do a mighty work tonight. He is. And it all starts with welcoming him into this room, in this atmosphere. Every single one of us. It takes all of us, not just me, not just anybody on this stage, but it takes all of us to welcome the Holy Spirit into the sanctuary, into this holy place. You know, we're coming up on the month of October. It is so demon run. But I say right here that there will be no spirits from the devil in this sanctuary. Not in any of us here. We come against that. This is a holy place. This is a holy place. This is where Jesus is. Yes, Lord. song you might not have heard it before might be new but just look she had the lyrics for you just about how the lord has made us a new creation all the old is passing away all things have become new we know the goodness of god we know what he's called us to just coming together under his name and knowing who we truly are in him and walking in afraid of falling back into sin. We don't have to be afraid of the powers of darkness or people in any place of position in this world because our God is greater. He's seated in the heavenly places and he's coming back for his bride and he has a spotless bride. And that's who we are. We're not walking to sinners. We're walking to saints. 
Father, I thank you for what you're going to do in this service, Lord. And I thank you for just being here tonight, Father. And it's allowing us to worship you in your name, Lord. Father, thank you for changing our minds so that we could be a new creation in you, Lord. And filling us up with your love and your joy, Father. And I thank you for what you're going to do here tonight in this service. And I ask that you just bless us as we get ready to hear your word, Lord. And I ask that you just change our mind and renew our minds as we get ready to speak. And as I get ready to speak and as I get ready to teach your word tonight, Lord, fill me up with your presence and your love, Father, so that I can be changed, Lord. Uh, Father, empty me so that I can be made whole right now, Lord, and preach your word through you, Father. Uh, I just thank you for allowing me to just be here and give this uh, message that I'm going to give tonight, Lord. So, Father, I ask that you just clear these people's hearts and their minds, Lord, and allow them to come with their cups empty. And in your name we pray. Amen. Aiden, can you do me a favor? Oh, never mind. Debbie is wanted. That's what I like. Thank you, thank you. Sorry, guys, you guys are wondering, where's Pastor Rick at? He is at a conference. He's at a conference. He's getting fed. He's getting fed. But I, Trey, is going to bring you the word tonight, and I'm excited, and I'm excited, I'm excited. Uh, this week has been crazy for me. Actually, this past month has been crazy for me. It's a lot that's just been going on in my family and my life. And it's been pulling me to the left and to the right. And it's really been challenging my faith in the Lord. And it's really been, really been challenging me lately. And it's really been putting a stir and a strain on me personally. But I read this story and the story of Daniel and the lions. And it kind of gave me some life and bright into my life. So I just want to pour out to what I've read and what I learned. You know? and, and I think you guys are going to love it. So, Deb, if you can go uh, to the... Daniel was in there already. Uh, Daniel 10 is where we're going to start at. But I'm going to give you guys a little background of Daniel. Uh, you guys, who, if you don't know who Daniel is, Daniel, he is, he was the guy who's, who, told, who, who, who spoke the dreams of King Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, he was chosen, basically, to just, to just be this faithful servant. And through all his life, David has been faithful through everything in all his situations. I mean, Daniel has been faithful through all his situations through all his struggles, and, and by him being faithful, God has blessed him in many ways. And it started with the blessing that we're going to read now with, the, it, with Daniel and the lions, then, that I think that's like one of the most miraculous stories, honestly. There's so much to be learned in that situation. It wasn't just that Daniel was in the lions then. There was way more to that. It's way more to that, and I just want to give a chance to speak to you guys tonight about that. So we're going to start with Daniel 6, 10 through 14. So a little background before what happened in this chapter. Daniel was opposed. He was going to be ruler of 120 uh, countries and nations. And there were people in the background who was a bunch of haters who didn't want basically Daniel to have that. And basically what they did was they tried to find any way to basically ruin Daniel from stepping into his calling and stepping into his position basically that was already appointed to him way before this and they were stopping they wanted they wanted to figure out many ways to stop him but they couldn't because Daniel was a trustworthy man he was diligent and he was honest he he he, he, he was a God that you couldn't find anything wrong because he did everything right and correct and faithful for our God so what they did was they they, they tried to create a decree stating that if you pray to any other God other than 
Darius, which was the king of the ruler of the time, the king ruler of the time. If you prayed to any god other than Darius, then you were found guilty of treason or whatever else. So they basically did that to stop Daniel from stepping into his calling. So as we're gonna read, it says, God, I got the Bible on my phone out here. Sorry, y'all. All right, so we're gonna start with 10. So now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open, his chambers towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon the knees three times, three times a day and prayed and gave the thanks before his God. As he did, as he did aforetime, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. So basically when Daniel heard that this, this decree was made, that this decree was made against him, he went straight to pray. He didn't do anything else. He didn't talk to nobody. He went straight to pray. And I think that's like a significant point to point out because a lot of us, when something happens to us, we end up calling our family or, we, or calling somebody to ask us for help, right? We don't go to God. We go right to the person to the left or right of us. Or, or maybe some of us don't even speak to God. But what Daniel did, he's went, he went straight up into this room by himself. He got on his hands and knees and, and he prayed. He prayed about the situation that was happening and that was about the, uh, and what was getting, the decree was getting made about towards him. So as we continue going, then they came there and speak before the kings concerning the king's decree. Has thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true according to the law of Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king that Daniel wishes of Daniel wishes of the children of captivity of Judah regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but the make of his petition three times a day. So basically they made this decree against Daniel, stating that if Daniel prays, Daniel prays three times a day to God, and they waited there and they heard him praying to set him up so that Darius can have something to write up against him. So basically they were haters, they were jealous. They were jealous of the fact that he was hiring them. They were jealous of the fact that he was appointed above them. And they were like, we're gonna do something about this, right? How many of you guys have had people in your life, people in your workplace who have hated on something, right? Be honest, right? You got a promotion in life, you got a promotion in work, or you got a new car or something, and you think everybody's gonna be excited and happy for you, but other than, but, Really, they're jealous and they're hateful because they're, you got something they didn't. They've been praying for this car, you got the car, right? They've been praying for a new situation, but you got the new situation, right? And there's people like that in the world, and, and, and we can connect back to the scripture that this is still here today, that people still do the same thing that they did back then. People still act the same exact way, regardless of the situation. People still get jealous and get envious towards you because God has blessed you. It's, it's the truth. So as we continue, as we continue to go, make sure we go, thank you. So then the, uh, yep, then the king heard, then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till going down to the sun to deliver him. So basically, when the king heard that this decree was set upon uh, Daniel, and Daniel actually 
was doing wrong. The king was hurt. The king was hurt. The king was in sorrow. Not sure why, but the king was sad because he knew who Daniel was. I feel like if, 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 if you look at ahead of the chapter, it was talking about how Daniel was getting ready to be risen above all these people. I feel like the king thought that he did something wrong. He had this perfect ruler. He had this perfect guy who was about to step into his place. And now the king is getting ready to put him down for no wrong. And he recognized that. He recognized what he was doing was wrong in that situation. So Darius was quick to sign a decree. He was quick, but he was slow to follow through with the punishment. He was so quick to sign it, but he was slow to follow through. And like I said, we should ask ourselves why. You know, like I, Daniel was supposed to be the ruler of the entire nation. Yeah, that's one thing. But what's the purpose of that? You know, he, 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 Daniel was supposed to rule the entire nation. And as they stated earlier in the past, like I said, that he was going to be killed. So Darius' mind was going everywhere. He was, his mind was going everywhere because I, I think that he was touched by God in that moment. In that moment when he seen a man of God, he seen, he seen the spirit of God upon him. And he was like, whoa, now I, I realize this is not right. This is not correct. This is his wrongdoing. So as we keep going, and we go, we go. Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and they cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spoke and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thy service continually, he would deliver thee. So the king basically said, he prayed. He said that, he basically, he said that, I'm sorry. He said, Thy God whom thou servest continually, who thy God whom thy service continually, he would deliver thee. Thy God whom thou servants continually, he would deliver thee. So basically praying that God would deliver Daniel from this situation. That he would somehow protect Daniel in this situation, even though he's throwing him into the den of lions. Even though that he created the rule, even though that he knew what was about to happen. He prayed that Daniel would not be killed by the lions. So as we keep going, then the king went into his palace and passed the night fasting, either with instrument, music brought before him, and he slept, and his sleep went from him. So King Darius didn't sleep throughout the night. He didn't eat. He didn't want no music or nothing brought to him because he knew he was wrong in that situation. But then the next day, the king's mind was totally different. It says that the king arose very early in the morning and went to hassle unto the den. And when he came to the den, he cried with lamentable voice, lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spoke and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom, thy, whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions. Then, then, then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angels and hath shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocence was found in me, and also before thee. O king, I have not, I have, O king, I have done no hurt. So when the king woke up and he found 
he woke up, he was already in his mindset that he know he prayed, he know he, he, he put a prayer upon Daniel before he, before he was thrown into the den that he'd be protected, but his mind was still wicked. He didn't understand, he, but he knew, I feel like he knew. So when, Dan, when, 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 when Darius woke up the next morning, he went down and he's like, whoa. He, he's getting ready, to, he's, he, he already thinks Daniel's dead. He's going to get ready to cry. And then when Daniel speaks back, his mind was, I feel like his mind was like changed and transformed because like, it takes you back to the story of Neshach, Shadrach, and Idaho. I can't remember his name, but Bendigo. But it was when they were thrown into the fiery furnace and they came out completely fine. And, 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 and it's like, how did that happen? You know, but it was God, it was the presence of God. And, and then when David came out, I mean, when Daniel came out of that den, he said, he said, God sent the angel down to protect me, to close the mouth of the den. I mean, the mouth of the lions. You know, it took a lot of faith, a lot of faith through all those situations that Daniel went through. A lot of faith, a lot, a lot of faith. The fact that he had this, he, he knew that the decree was made towards him, but he had faith. He went and prayed. The first thing he did was pray. That's exactly what he did when he heard the situation, he prayed. And then when he went to the, 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 the den of lions, he knew he was okay because he had faith in the situation. And a lot of us go through situations in life that we may not even have faith through. And a lot of us deal with situations that we're faithless in. But I can't think of a situation that, that upstays this situation. Like imagine yourself in front of a lion. How much faith do you got to have to think that you're going to be free, you're, that you're going to be okay, that you're going to get out of this situation? You know, I put myself in a story thinking about all the struggles and things that I go through in life. And then I looked at this story like, man, he was in front of a line. Multiple lines, not just one line, multiple lines. So it's like, he had that much faith to get out of that. But the amount of faith I lack in my life to get out of an easy situation. Situations that we know that God can deal with, but we don't look at it like that. Because our minds is everywhere. We're, like, like we're, we're worried about, the, we're, we're worried about the, the next person to the left of us and what they're going through, but we're not worried about our faith. He stepped in private. He ignored everybody. He went privately and prayed ASAP. Not a lot of us do that. When a situation occurs, we try to strike it ourselves. If any of you guys are like me, when a situation occurs, you try to be Mr. Fix-It. And try to fix it yourself. Because that's what, you, that's what you're so known of doing. It's, that's what I was programmed to do. I've, I've, I've learned to survive so much in my life that I'm going to automatically fix the situation. But instead of trusting my faith in God and having him deal with it. And that's exactly what Daniel did. You know, most of us should probably live our lives like Daniel, actually. You know, the world will often turn their back on us and find ways to target our faith in many ways. Many ways, many ways, many ways. I got, I got people who, who sit there and criticize the fact that I worship, or I bet you guys got people that sit there and criticize that you share the love of Christ in your workplace or on the streets or wherever else, and they look at you differently. That's the world. It was no different back then than it is now. Daniel lived through it. I think we can get through it, but we got to put our faith in somebody who is bigger than our situation, not deal with it ourselves. And that's exactly what Daniel did. He put his faith in God. He put his trust in God to get him through that situation. We also need to focus on God no matter what, no matter the distraction or oppositions we find in our lives. There's so many distractions in our lives, but we need to stay focused on the prize and on, the, and, and on what God has for us. 
There's so many things that we face through work, through people, through life. But we got to keep our faith on, the, we got to keep our eyes on the prize and we got to keep our faith in Christ. We got to allow him to move in us. We got to allow him to make a way. But that will never happen unless we die to ourselves and give up ourselves and allow God to show us faith and allow God to show us love. And God will always reward our faith in him, just like he rewarded Daniel. The reward, the reward as it goes longer in the passage, as, as it says, is that King Darius spoke. He spoke, basically he was, trans, he, was, he, was, he, he, was he was a servant of God, right? He, after all that Daniel was in the line, then he got out, King David spoke upon the, 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 his people. He threw the people who accused him into the den, killed his whole, killed the people, not only the people, but his family. His kids, through everybody that didn't, they all died because of jealousy. But Daniel had faith in that situation that he would be okay. But since, but, but this is what Darius said. The king Darius wrote unto all the people, nations, and languages that, that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before God. Of before the God of Daniel, for he is a living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescued thee, rescued, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel proposed in the region of Darius, in the region of Cyrus, and the Persians. So Darius spoke a decree. Basically making Daniel ruler, just, just praising God that we should praise him. You know, at first the, dec the decree was against Daniel, but now the decree is for Daniel. You see, if we trust in God through faith, he rewards us. Daniel just got rewarded for him trusting in that situation through faith. A lot of us get out and run away before we even get to the prize that God has for us. You know, we, we, we stay a little faithful through two bumps three bumps, maybe four bumps, but when that fourth bump come, we out of here. Seriously. Because we don't stay faithful, we don't stay, we don't, we don't stand firm on what God has for us. There's a prize with being faithful. There's a prize, there's something waiting for us if you want to be, if, if there's something waiting for us by being faithful in, in Christ. And that's what I've learned from Daniel in the lion's den, seriously. You know, the fact that he was faithful through every single situation and struggle showed me a lot in my life. And I hope it can show you a lot in your life. You know, Christ died on that cross for us, but he gave us possessions. He gave, he gave us words for us to teach and speak. He gave Daniel the wisdom and faith. He showed Daniel that as long as he stays on the right path, as long as he stays in his faith, that he will be okay. And that's what he's trying to show us. Don't let the world change you. Don't be conformed to the world, but have transformed and renewing to the mind. I know it says something like that, but I can't remember off the head. But don't be conformed to the world. Don't, don't, be, a, don't be a part of this world. Because being a Christian, you're, you're going to be an outcast. Being a believer in Christ, you're going to be different. But that's what Christ said is going to happen. People, there are going to be people who's going who's to talk about you. There's going to be people who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna say bad things about you, but stay faithful. Because the prize is waiting. 
Trusting in God is, 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 is what we have to do. Not trusting in ourselves. Let the promise of God speak over our lives, not our promises that we spoke over our lives. A lot of us already gave ourselves promises, right? Of things we're going to do. Of things that we got to do. But God got a whole line of things that the things he wants us to do. So be faithful. Be faithful. Uh, thank you guys just for hearing my message today. I know I'm like everywhere, but it's just, a, it's, I just can't explain how faithful God has been in my life and the things that he's done for me. And I just want to let you guys know that just stay faithful in your situations and in your struggles. And just don't dwindle, you know, because the prize is right there. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. It's waiting right there. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't let the devil win. There's going to be people who's going to try to destroy you from your left and right because you're doing right. Don't look at them. Keep your eyes on the prize. Start up. People, my, my life has been changed, transformed in so many ways because I stayed faithful on the course. Stay faithful on the course. He has something for you. Do not let the devil win. Do not let the non-believers win. Speak up. Talk about God. Do what's right. Because if Daniel could have easily been eaten by the lions, he could have easily gave up. But he wasn't. So, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our worship team, can you come up, please? Uh, I just want to sing one ending song. Uh, I trust in God. I feel like it goes a lot with this message, you know, trusting in God through your storms and through your trials and through your situation and not letting the enemy win, you know, giving him all authority and letting God move. Ushers, can you please come forward also? I could have prepared for this so much and God would have still just did something different. And you know, I'm just thankful that I just had the chance, you know, to just serve him. And I, I'm thankful for you guys for listening, honestly. And I'm thankful for all the prayers that you, you guys have given me throughout my situation that everything is going on. So I thank you guys for that. And I thank God for placing you guys in my life. Seriously. And as we get ready to just continue with praise and worship this service, uh, we can just give God our blessing and our honor, you know. God has got us through a lot of situations, and I think he deserves something from us, right? So as these ushers get ready to go around and take this offering, uh, don't think of it as if the church is trying to take your money or anything like that. But think of it as, as if we need just to change people and God. We need just to better his kingdom. And being faithful, being faithful when you have the least. God is wanting you to do, to show you that there's something more. Being faithful when you have nothing. So, I thank God, I thank you God for just allowing us to be here today, Lord. And I ask you just, and I ask you just to clear our minds and our hearts, Father. 
let us not see this as a as anything different, Lord, but let us see this as a blessing to you, Father. Father, I just thank you for this offering and what you're going to do for your for this kingdom, Lord. And I ask that you just uh, show these people the things that you can do if you're faithful and through situations. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.